Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've been waiting for, a podcast for podcasters. This is Creating the Greatest Show, and I'm your host, Casey Cheshire. Join me as we interview podcast hosts and investigate the ingredients of a successful interview podcast. We'll talk mistakes, earned skills, powerful questions, and more. This show is sponsored by Ringmaster, completely done for you, B2B podcast production. We're doing it. We're doing it. I hit the button. There is no, it's the eject button. There's no returning. We are starting this thing and I can't wait to introduce my guest to you today. I don't even know why he's here to talk to me because he is a pretty much a badass when it comes to the podcast world and he is a sponsorship coach. Get this. He's earned over $3 million for creators that he's worked with. That That's why he's here. He's here to teach us. He's here to school us up. I bet he's done a million different kinds of things. He's got that marketing background, that creator background. He's worked with giant brands like Walmart and Disney and Cheetos, most importantly, in Tabasco. I mean, who cares about Disney when you got Cheetos on your resume? Um, he has an upcoming podcast. It'll be linked in the show notes. Husband, father of two boys, founder of the Creator Wizard, Justin Moore. Welcome, sir. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Stoked to be here. Dude, so cool you're here. I'm excited. I can't wait to learn from you. So I just want to start this thing off and just ask you that question, man. Pull back the curtain for us on your show and share your most important strategy for a great podcast. Okay. Well, I'm just going to tell it to you straight, which is that I think intros are boring. No offense. That intro was amazing. Like definitely follow me around and hype me up. But uh, I think that, you know, I've noticed this thing. I I tend to listen to a lot of podcasts and um, there's certain people that I really... Uh, I love following them. I think their story is awesome. I think their tips are awesome. Uh, And I tend to listen to lots of interviews from the same people. And uh, what I found is that most interviewers ask pretty much every guest, uh, oh, tell us about your background. Tell us about this. And so you you start to hear these same stories over and over and over in podcasts. And eventually, I think it's just kind of boring. And so my my biggest tip when I launched my new podcast, uh, I I literally do not ask them those questions. I give them a brief overview of, you know, why the guest is here. Um, and then we just hit right into it. I think, I think it maybe it comes from my YouTube background, you know, where I'm trying to, uh, you know, improve retention on the video right away, right at the, the outset. So rather than doing this really long winded intro, I just, I just dive right into the meat. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, man. Um, it's funny that you just like, I love it. Just like come out guns blazing shots fired right away. I do an intro and then you're like, intros suck. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. If that's if that's any indication of how this podcast is going to be, you should stick around. Totally, totally. Uh, well, I'm well, I'm certainly not checked out and playing Risk on my iPhone or texting my wife right now. I am all in. Like, let's go. Um, so let's do it. What is it about? And yeah, and so you have an extensive creator background. So I know the podcast is launching. I see it all. All of this is creation. So. I, I I hear that. Like, what is it about the same old question for you as a listener, and then he also as a as a host and a and a creator? That same old question. What does it do? Like, why is it so boring? I think it's because we're always craving, from a listener's perspective, we're we're always craving novelty. I think that's why you've seen uh, short form content blow up um, to the degree that it has. Right? People are constantly on the next lookout for the next like endorphin hit. And hearing the same story over and over just doesn't doesn't scratch that itch, right? Um, and so I think that 
uh, especially when it comes to like business advice or marketing advice or advertising or whatever, which is kind of a in, a, in the sphere that a lot of us are in on the internet. Yeah. Um, I think that that type of stuff just it, once you've heard someone like I do think to some degree, obviously I I'm cognizant of the fact that um, this could be the first time uh, someone has ever hearing my guest or hearing me if I'm on a guest on a podcast, right? There, I'm sure there's people listening to this who have no idea who the heck I am and are like, why is this person credible to talk about sponsorships at all? So I get the utility of intros, but my point is that if you find uh, what someone is talking about valuable enough, you will go and make the extra effort to to Google them. I think that's my thesis is that like, if I'm listening to a podcast, for example, or watching one on YouTube and I find a guest interesting that I don't know who they are, I literally just open up a new tab and I Google their name and I look at their website. I go to their about section. Right. So it's not it's a little bit more friction, but those are the people that I'm trying to court. Those are the people that I, I want to because then that's you're now establishing a deeper relationship. Maybe that person is going to join my newsletter or join my guest newsletter. Uh, and so I just think that rather than like bashing people over the heads with like the basics, like, oh, yeah, here's my like five, you know, 10 minutes on my whole story ever since I came out of the womb. Um it's just yeah. like just treat them treat them like they're uh they're they're smart and let them you know learn more if they uh, if they want to. Yeah, you know, I have to confess to you. Can you can you be, um do you have a priest costume? I know you, you just mentioned getting a wizard costume. I I'm going to get a wizard's costume. I don't have it yet. I do have like a little wizard's uh like LED light in the background, yeah, but those I see of you that. listening probably can't see it, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Hell yeah. So, here's my confession. I had a podcast two podcasts where they're both going to talk about search engine optimization, which for me is just like the most not boring. But it's like, it's that thing where it's just like, oh God. And they were back to back. And I was trying to think of how to get out of this situation. And I, there's no way I could get out of it. Um, but I ended up talking to them and, and I found the novelty in both of the interviews, thankfully. Otherwise, I mean, I was, it was but I was in, picturing torture about to happen so well okay yeah. let, let's uh, actually let me pull that thread real quick Please. why did you agree why do you agree to do interviews that feel like torture to you it's a great question um <laughs> I, my my friend Kay, he i always he always um it says this thing to me which is just like uh what makes you come alive in your business in your work in your creativity in your art like why do, why do we, I feel I do the same thing too, dude. It's not just you believe yeah. me. Like sometimes I'll see these meetings on my calendar or these things on my book. And I'm like, why did I agree to do this? Most more recently I started my, my litmus test. My, my is like, hell yeah. Or no, is this, is this yeah. meeting like energizing me? Or am I just like, is, if even if it's anywhere in the middle, I'll just say no. Right. And that, that has served me well recently. I don't, but go on, go on. I'm no, sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. I mean, I, I appreciate it. Please help me analyze this Gandalf. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, when you have a couple different channels or a couple different shows, right? I have this one, this marketing show where, you know, I, I kind of feel like I've interviewed most of the people on the topic. And not that I know everything about marketing because I've probably forgotten 80% of it. But I feel like I've had those conversations. Um, mm. But it's got like 300 plus episodes. It's like, it's got the show, it's got the following. And then there's this show, which is fun and experimental and it's, thinking about our thinking about this thing that we love. And, and so I do love this show. Even if I just did nine other mm. of those other shows, it's like this one I'll, I'll do all day at night, upside down, eating banana, you know, it's like different. So um, I, Calendly allowed it to get booked into a spot and they, kind of, <laughs> you know, and I did, 
Why put a buffer in between meetings when you can just get more done in a day? But I've learned mm. that I need to put some buffers in there, you know, just to sort of recharge. Mm. Because honestly, those people were both interesting. We found ways. They both shared some cool stuff. We had to, I had to get to it, you know, but, but they were, they were worth it in the end. I just going into it though, I was like, oh, this looks like disaster. This looks like repetition, Let's, you know, like the same question over and over again. Mm. Can we, can we actually talk more deeply about this point? Because I think it's very fascinating because I think that sometimes we design businesses and lives that we hate. And it's not, I'm not implying that about your situation, but I'm saying I have been there. I have, I ran an agency for seven years where I helped other creators get sponsorships and, you know, had full-time employees and built it up into this whole big thing. And there was a certain point at which when I started running that business, it be, it did not become, it was not fun anymore. It was like, I designed a business that I hated and I couldn't, it felt very, it felt like I was trapped because I had you know, massive payroll. And like, I really enjoyed working with the people that I did. Um, but at some point it just be, it just became a thing that I did not enjoy in my life anymore. And, um, I feel like a lot of times, uh, creatives do this to themselves as well, as well, where they, they start a project and it has a lot of, you know, momentum and they've been doing it for a long time. And they just kind of feel like they have to keep doing it because of the, (laughs) because <laughs> they've been doing it, right? That's yeah. kind of the, the logic. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really hard to kill your darlings, especially if it's bringing in money, right? It's like, oh, well, it's keeping the lights on or or something like that. Um, and so I think it's this really interesting phenomenon where it takes courage to reflect on whether or not continuing to do this thing is healthy for us psychologically, healthy for us in our business and our happiness. And so I think it's, it is a challenge, I think, for uh, for creators and, and business owners to have these hard conversations or these ha- these hard reflections, uh, it's not easy. It's not. It's not binary. Yeah, and it's it's funny you mentioned that because I literally had an agency correlated with that that other podcast, and I, I had a chance to sell that right. So that thing, and that's got, got it got to exactly what you're describing. I was like, okay, time to move on from that. So I'm in a the new mm. company, which is great, exciting, and this podcast is sort of associated with that company, and it's fun and I'm excited, but yeah, it's interesting. What do you do with your old channels? You know, what do you do with your old podcasts, your old creations to pivot them? And, you know, just as there's issues for the podcasters who are in their 20th episode and they're like, what do I do? And you know, you hit a hundred, you hit several hundred. What do I do? Mm, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I just did a, a guest, uh, like webinar guest session thing for another uh, company recently, and there was like a a Q and A at the end, and one podcaster uh, shared a really interesting, uh, vulnerable moment at the end, um, which was that she had essentially been a hired gun for another company to create a podcast, essentially on their behalf. Cool. So she was like a content marketer. She was the host. She did basically everything, and so she's been doing. You know, I think it was hu- hundreds of episodes. You know, over over the last several years um, for this other company but she had this like realization that was like like i don't own any of this like i've 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 built this huge track record yeah people know me as the host and all this stuff too but it's like at the end of the day this is not under my personal brand this is under this other entities uh you know ip essentially and so basically it was this struggle it was this question of like what do i do like do i just keep going down this path and like uh do i like have to strike out on my own and it feels very like overwhelming to like oh i gotta start from like ground zero and all this stuff so it's like there's all these really interesting subtleties when it comes to creating content online. It's not always cut and dry. Yeah, and there's something about that art, art of creation that 
you need to be in that, I'll call it a flow state or whatever, but right. It's, it's a more inspired fuzzy state of creativity. So when there are these negative emotions, it's not like, well, the calculator, you know, if I'm just doing math, you know, no matter how I feel, the, the math is going to calculate the same way. Totally get that. But when you're doing creation, if you're not feeling inspired, it inevitably comes out in the, the arts that you create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. How do you avoid the novelty trap? How do you avoid or the, the lack of the repetition trap, asking the same questions every time? that kind of thing. Well, thankfully, <laughs> the the structure of my show uh is inherently novel for every episode. So, um, you know, my my podcast is called Creator Debates, and every episode pits uh two high-profile creators against each other to debate a hotly contested topic uh in the creator economy. And so every single show uh is on a different topic and I ask different questions basically. So, uh for example, the first couple episodes were uh video versus uh, non-video podcasts. Essentially, will your podcast fail without video? Um, and so we had, I, I make people pick sides. It's like, you're on that side, you're on this side. You have to basically steel man and straw man each other's arguments and you have to have a debate about it. Wow. Um, and uh, also had another one on hustle culture uh, versus life design. Um, and so it's like these inherently, the structure of the show, the format uh, allows me to basically have different conversations with every, uh, with with multiple guests. Obviously, it increases the lift for preparation and for logistics, trying to schedule multiple guests and all this stuff, too. But I think it's worth it. It's worth it to keep my interest, uh, you know, level up over a prolonged time period. Uh, but also, I just think it's it's just fun. Like, I wanted to yeah. create something that was fun and didn't feel like everything else out there. You know, and it, it seems like there there's a bit of a. Like a curve, like the more novel it is, the more work goes into designing it, prepping for it, scheduling it, executing it, you know, take it all the way up to like a Mr. Beast giving a thousand people their eyesight, like, you know, uh, in, or squid game, like, or there's like the very root patterned, I'm going to interview experts and ask them these 10 questions and that's it. And then I move on and we call it a day and it takes 23 minutes, you know, there's like, it's like, there's a difference. I think that like, if I could play devil's advocate, yeah. I think to both sides, I guess, um, I think there's value to, to multiple different types of show formats. Like sure. for my show, like the, one of the reasons there's, there's a couple of reasons why I wanted to do mine the way I did. Number one is like, again, I wanted to be fun. I didn't want this to feel like a, like a, another, uh, like another content hamster wheel. I got to get another thing out. I wanted to get, be excited about recording every show. So that's like qualification, you know, criteria number one to me. Right. Um, but then I also wanted it, you know, West Cow has this, um, this article all around what's called spiky points of view, right? It's like, like, are you going to be presenting things that are, uh, novel, right? Are like, you know, these are, these are, you know, people will be interested to share this in their newsletter or on, you know, social media. It's not just another interview, sh you know, show or another episode or whatever. Like it, it, it truly is kind of unique. Um, yeah. And so, so that's obviously, uh, like one perspective, but if your goal with your show is 
uh, you know, perhaps maybe it's maybe it is, uh, you know, you just want to have it be almost like an extended business card. Like that's okay too. Right. And you don't need high production. You don't need all these other logistics, all that stuff too. And, and maybe just for the, for the nature of the industry you're in or the, the niche or whatever, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's okay for it to be a little bit, uh, more, uh, you you know, a, a lighter lift in terms of the execution. That's totally fine. I don't think there's, you know, one it's right one way or the other. Again, just my personality, I tend to prefer the former because I I just like having fun doing it, but um, yeah. you know, th- like both po- both paths are 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 fine, I think. Yeah, yeah, like like it is a blank canvas. Like it literally is a white canvas that is ready for your paint. Uh, and you can put anything on it. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I've heard much of you know, people just defining genres real clearly about podcasting, but there's different approaches. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think the part I heard from you that is, you know, make sure the person creating it likes the format. Otherwise, hundred hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because because if you don't see, for me, I want to be able to use like really stupid like sound effects. Like if someone goes over their time, I'm gonna give them the freaking buzzer. Right. You know, like you know, they if they're allotted time, it's like a debate, right? So it's like yeah. I wanted to be able to do fun stuff like that. That's not for everyone. I understand, but it's like I had to design a format like that would get me really excited. And I'm just like in my real life, I'm kind of a like I joke all the time. I like not super serious, and I want that to come across in my content. You know? Yeah. 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 That's cool. So you designed it that way. Um, how intentional were you about that? Were you like, okay, I'm going, I got, I, or you just kept adding fun things and talk, talk to me about how you should develop the idea. Um, so this is how, this is how the, this was the Genesis Genesis of the idea. So, um, on Twitter about a year ago, um, I, so I have a newsletter, um, that I, every week it's a weekly newsletter where I share, uh, paid sponsorship opportunities every single week. So it's like a really high value newsletter. Uh, by the way, the CTA is creatorwizard.com slash join. If I wasn't a creator, I, I would, you know, I, I have to do that. A link in the show notes. I have to do that, right? Um, but this is all very meta, right? But I was talking about this mm. on Twitter and I had started getting into this conversation with Jay Klaus, who's like a, a really amazing creator, has his own podcast as well called Creative Elements. Big shout out to Jay. Um, and uh, also uh, Jordan Godby, who's another friend. And they were basically arguing <laughs> over my newsletter. Jay was saying, Jordan was saying, your newsletter is too valuable to be free. And Jay was saying, you should not make this newsletter free because uh, you, uh, I mean, sorry, you should not make this paid because uh, you're going to get way more top of funnel people because of the fact that you're monetizing on the back end through your courses and your coaching and all that stuff too. It makes way more sense to keep it free. And so they were fighting about this and I was like, let's have a debate over Zoom and I'll invite people. And so that was what we did. I literally just threw up a landing page like with ConvertKit and I and a bunch of people showed up to this like debate about free versus paid newsletters. Um, and it was super fun. And it was like, I wasn't intending that, but uh, ever since I, I did it, it was fun. It was about an hour long. There was like people asking questions at the end. And ever since I did that debate, I it just was in the back of my head. I was like, that was so fun. That was yeah. so cool. People loved it. Um, but how could I make this something that is more ongoing? And so that was that was kind of the the initial idea. And so it was kind of banging around in my head for about a year, but I was super busy with all my other content and and yada yada. And so finally I was just like, screw it. Like, if I have to do this, this is too good of an idea. It's too fun. Um, and so I just started the, the, the initial structure was, okay, I'm going to figure out how does the show flow? That was the first thing. So I opened up notepad on my computer and I was like, I don't want this to be an hour long show. I want this to be really punchy. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make opening arguments. You get two minutes. 
each guest. Then we have three rounds. Each guest gets two minutes per round. And we're going to talk about each round is themed. So uh, for example, on the hustle culture episode, the first uh, round was all about business and money and hustle culture, how it relates to that. Second round was about creativity, right? Does hustling like help you be more creative and so on. And the third round is all about, uh, you know, so it's like I, I, I themed each round. You get a certain amount of time. I buzz you a few over. And so we're out of there recording within basically 30 minutes. Um, and then we cut it down. And so each episode is around, you know, 25 minutes or so, maybe, maybe less. Um, and so again, I, I figured out the format. I dialed it in. And then uh, I just went for it, dude. Like, I didn't know the sound effects. Like, I figured out all the, you know, how we wanted it. You know, the, the, because it's a video podcast, I spent a lot of time into the actual um, dynamics of how everything, you know, comes together on the screen. It's super dynamic. There's, you know, B-roll, there's text effects, there's animations, there's like all sorts of stuff that's, that makes it fun and visually engaging if you're watching it versus listening. Um, and so, yeah, I spent a lot of time trying to massage that whole, whole thing. And, and really, it just was... The whole process was so fun to me, dude. I, I'm a decade plus into my creator journey. I've been on YouTube since 2009. And so I really just wanted to like make something super high quality that I could be proud to put my name on. Hell yeah, man. That's so good. Um, yeah. Well, what are the uh, debates you have coming up? Oh my God. I have so many. Like, okay. So uh, I've got Twitter versus Instagram for business building. I've got now, YouTube versus TikTok. People actually argue these points and, and they have yes, to disagree dude. with each other. Like, yes, the Twitter person's like, and I, no, and, Instagram, you're wrong. They don't and feel when like people, really fuzzy, like, oh, we're both right on the debate kind of thing. That is, when people start gravitating towards the same answer, I'm like, stop it. Get back in your corners, basically. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and it's like a shtick, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I play it up, obviously. Um, Let's go. Yeah. And if people go over the time, I just keep buzzing them. So they're like, shut up, you know, um, it, it's fine. And I, and I, it's helpful because um, when I was still figuring out the format in the first couple episodes and recording it, I felt I got I asked some of my close friends to be the first guests. Um, and so it, it made it a little bit less intimidating, you know, and I was trying yeah. to like figure, figure it out and everything. But now that I'm getting, you know, I'm, I think I'm recording episode seven or eight now we're, we're, so we're the first two have been released. This is very new. Um, and so I've recorded, I think seven or eight now. Um, and so I'm now starting to talk to guests who I've never met before and who've never met each other. So uh, the dynamic is definitely different when you do those types of, uh, you know, debates. And so yeah. I'm just kind of feeling, and then the other, the other thing too, that I just tried out actually on Monday was uh i want to be in some of these debates not just the moderator like some of these topics i just like i want to sink my teeth into and so i asked uh on monday for the first time i asked my uh my uh community manager d uh, who's who's uh, helps me with my course and community and stuff i asked her to be the moderator so i did the intro yeah. and then i was like okay i'm gonna hand it off to d and then i was the i was one of the the debaters basically um and so it's like i'm having fun with the format dude like i don't i honestly have no idea what i'm doing right. <laughs> but i think that's right. part of the fun of it you know that's totally the part of the fun of it. Um, well, I love I love the switch. While I got you here, um, I, I would get sort of mobbed if I didn't switch over. I love to talk to this thing. Now, you answer a lot of questions about sponsorship, so I will try my best to ask things that aren't the same questions. But man, it's okay. It's okay about sponsorships and podcasts. Like, where do I start? Guess what? I'm actually working on a extremely detailed, probably probably pretty long YouTube video all about podcast sponsorships 101. I think I don't know what the title no. is going to be, but it's like literally nuts to bolts. Everything you need to know uh, if you're like just starting out to to maybe wanting to optimize your your sponsorship strategy and so on. 
<laughs> so I think the very first place that I like to start um, is actually has to do with mindset topics, because I think a lot of creators, well, first and foremost, um, they don't, uh, they've, they're very fixated on their numbers, how many downloads they're getting, how many listens they're looking at their analytics. Right. And, and the reason that is, is because that is where we are living as creators day in and day out. <laughs> we're seeing how our, you know, next episode performs to perform to our previous one. Uh, or we're looking at our monthly downloads or we're yada, yada, right? It's like, we're very much fixated on how we're just organically doing, right? Is our podcast growing relative to our peers? Yada, yada, right? And, and so when, when you, when you start thinking about pitching a brand, or maybe there's a brand that has landed in your inbox who has said, Hey, we actually want to sponsor you. The first place that most podcasters go is, Oh, well, I can't charge very much because I'm not getting that many listens or I'm not getting that many downloads on my podcast. And so, um, I like to, I like to really just get in here and wiggle around and dig into this topic because the most important realization that you need to have as a podcaster is you have so much more value to brands and companies than the number of downloads that you're getting. Oftentimes, especially if your podcast uh, has a particular niche, maybe you have a lot of listeners who are, uh, you know, small business owners or, or they're, you know, decision makers at medium sized companies or, or whatever it is, whatever your niche is, whatever your kind of demographics and psychographics of your listeners are, um, that is a high value audience, right? And so oftentimes you have to put yourself in the shoes of the prospective sponsor and think, okay, if this brand or this sponsor did not hire me, what are their alternatives, right? Let's say that I make a podcast all around like uh, software automation or, or, you know, test like engineering related software design, this type of stuff, right? There are not a lot of podcasts about that, right? And so uh, if they didn't hire you, well, okay, maybe they could go and hire, you know, maybe they could partner with some bloggers or maybe, maybe you could find YouTubers who talk about that stuff or, you know, yada, yada, right? And so it's this whole, it, it, what the concept is called your BATNA, your best alternative to a negotiated agreement. It's a negotiation psychological principle. Um, and, and so you have to lean into this confidence that like, okay, if this, if this brand didn't hire me, what are their alternatives? Right. And so it's this very interesting, uh, confidence that you need to have when you come to the negotiating table to say, look, um, I may not, yeah, I, I may not have, you know, 50,000 downloads on every episode, but these are like 3000 or 5,000 software engineers who are always looking for the latest and greatest tools to improve their workflow. Right. So you like you have to illustrate to the brand that they you you represent a conduit for them to access a bunch of potential customers of theirs. So um, I know this is like maybe a little touchy feely, but it's like a really important concept because it, it really explodes your uh, your viewpoint on like what's possible when it comes to sponsors. It's true, though, because we get distracted by the vanity metrics and then we allow them. I mean, your that thing earlier was your quote, man. You have so much more value than, you know, the, than the numbers. You have so much more to offer these other vendors. And but I, talk to me about niche though, because you did mention that. Like if you have really refined one, man, you're gold. But what if you what if you sort of just started and you never really got intentional about defining that? Pick one. <laughs> you don't have one. It's tough. It's going to be tough to stand out. Pick one. Because, um, you know, imagine, put yourself in the shoes of a, of a brand or a company. 
if you are like every other podcast, every other business podcast out there, right? You yeah. are a commodity. Literally, they could if you, if you if you are charging too much money for your CPM or whatever, whatever however you're charging, which you shouldn't do, by the way. But if you, you know, if, if that's if you're you give them your rates and they're just like, sorry, our max budget is X, like you literally have no levers. Because they'll just say, well, you know what? I'm going to go to this next this next podcaster over here. Uh, they're much cheaper than you and we can get the same results, yada, yada, right? You never, ever want to be in that situation. And so I know it's a tough pill to swallow. A lot of people have called me their kind of like tough love mentor when it comes to this. But it's like, truly, uh, if you want to, you know, if, if sponsorships is the major way in which you are monetizing your creator business or your bit, your online business, um, then you really have to figure out what is your USP? What is your unique selling proposition? What is the value proposition that you're bringing not only to your audience to get more listeners, but also to prospective partners, right? Um, you have to be able to have a narrative to be able to tell a story around why your audience is, is you know, has a much higher value than, than your peers. Um, and so sometimes it takes going back to the, you know, going back to the basics and thinking, okay, what is, what is, you know, who am I serving? With my content, who am I serving? Um, you know, how how can I actually help them accomplish, you know, or solve problems in their life? Um, and so, um, yeah, it, it's tough. Like, it, it's going to be very tough for you to get consistent results if uh, you're interchangeable with with everyone else. Oh, totally. You got to do it. Um, pick one, then pick one within that one. Makes total sense. Can you well, actually? Actually, can I real quickly? This is important. In the like, like this is a great example of how a lot of people will say, oh, well, I don't want to pick a niche because I'm multi-passionate. I have all these things that I want to talk about and all these things I want to do. Look, I am a sponsorship coach. How much more niche can you get? All my content over the last two years has been all around finding and negotiating your dream sponsorships. And I have built up this really engaged audience. Now my newsletter is almost 12,000 creators yeah. um, who are really interested in this topic. And I built up that no like, and trust factor to the point that now, two years later, I'm now launching this show called Creator Debates that isn't just about sponsorships. People have now, uh, you know, illustrated to me that like, hey, they, they appreciate my perspective on other stuff now. So I do, I, I, I call it my Trojan horse strategy where it's like, I, w I, I went really deep on this one subject. And then now that I've built out a brand around that, I'm now able to take a little bit of a step back, go a little higher level and talk about some of these other things that I also really enjoy. Totally. Totally. And that, and that can help keep that, that creative artist inside you excited about what you're doing. Cause I'm sure there were times when you're like, man, I have talked about sponsorships a lot. <laughs> Do I really want to make one more video about sponsorships? Well, you know, you would think that yes. However, when I actually pitched, picked this niche. So when I started Creator Wizard, my tagline was the business of being a creator. That was like the, my YouTube like subtitle and all this yeah. stuff, right? And so I thought I was going to talk about email strategy and physical product businesses and direct fan funding and, you know, Patreon, you know, all this stuff or digital products courses. Um, and that was so like too confusing to people. They just were like, what are you going to help me do? Like all this stuff, it's just, I, I can't really understand how you're going to, how you're going to serve me. And so when I actually doubled down on this niche around sponsorships, because before my strategy was like, oh, I'm going to make videos on all these different topics. I'm going to see which one does well. And then I'll just like make more videos about that topic. And now that I was like, okay, I'm just going to do sponsorships. Now it's like, okay, I can think of a thousand videos to talk about sponsorships because now that I know this is like my thing, this is like my shtick, then it allowed me to go to split hairs, to talk about things in a much deeper 
but more impactful way than anyone else. Because there's lots of creators. You go and you search YouTube like, oh, how to get brand deals or how much to charge. There's like lots of these larger creators that have talked about it, but they will only make one video every six months talking about it. But here I am just like hammering it over and over and over every single day, every single week. Then the next time someone is like, hey, look, I'm making 75% of my revenue from sponsorships. I need to like get better at this thing. Who are they going to pick? Who are they going to pick to work with or choose to enroll in their courses or choose to hire for their one-on-ones? Not going to be that, you know, fly-by-night creator who talks about it twice a year. It's going to be me who's talking about it every single freaking week, right? Yeah, Totally. And, and you know, and I can, I can see, I my mind is kind of shifted now because I was thinking one way, but now I see in, in a friend of mine, Aaron White had this quote where he's like, restriction can be expression. Like by restricting down Love into that. just sponsorship, it's not just sponsorship. Now, now you have a focus and now there's a thousand videos, but when it was like, Oh, make, make anything you want. It's just, it's so almost harder than if you say, okay, you, you're going to really focus on this topic. Okay, cool. There's, there's a million things I can do. Well, you know, the the other interesting development was that um, when I initially started this, I was very explicit that like, I, I help social media creators like mm. YouTubers, Instagrammers, TikTokers. Like I help you with sponsorships. Yeah. But <clears throat> I started having what I call owned platform creators come out of the woodwork as well. Podcasters, course creators, newsletter operators who would DM me, hey, can you help me? It says on your on your course page that you only help social media creators, but I, I really want to learn from you. Can I still take the course? This kind of thing. And I, for the longest time, I was like stiff arming them. I was like, no, get away from me. No, right. I can't. No. Right. I'm like trying to pick the seats. Right. But then the more I started doing one-on-ones with these people, I started helping people with doing who, who, who have like conferences, right? Like people who have events yeah. in-person stuff who are doing sponsorships and they're, Hey, can you help me? I started doing one-on-ones and like really understand. And it, it eventually became very clear to me that the the, the principles and the strategies that I am teaching are universal. What is wrong with me? Why am I like excluding what, what one uh, close, close uh, colleague of mine said to me, Justin, why are you depriving this whole huge segment of, of, of your audience from your expertise? You can like make their, you could help move the needle so tremendously with their business. Why are you doing that? And, and it just took her saying that. I was like, you know what? That's, that's very true. I don't know why I'm I'm doing that. And so sometimes, you know, when you do pick a niche, uh, you know, different types of customers or different types of opportunities will come to you that you didn't expect. Wow. What kind of, you know, is there a threshold where you should start looking for this for listens? I mean, do you need a hundred an episode? Is it a thousand? Is it, when should people start thinking about it and then start thinking, I really I sign up for the course, check out your one-on-one, all those things. Zero downloads. Zero downloads. <laughs> nice. You know why? It's because I actually have a video on my YouTube channel called how to uh, get sponsorships with zero subscribers. Because this is a question I get. What's the threshold? How many followers all this stuff do? And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, hyperbolic about this yeah. answer is that what you're pitching when you start out, when you have, let's say, sub a thousand listens you know, per episode or whatever, is not... Oh, hey, brand XYZ, I'm going to talk about you on my podcast and it's going to move the needle for you. That's right. not what you're pitching. Right. What you're pitching is, hey, go check out my podcast because it is my portfolio. It is my credibility to help you understand that I can actually do this for you. Right. On your own platforms. I can help you launch a podcast for your own company. Hey, you need a host? I can do that. 
hey, you need me, someone to help you figure out how to like do a video podcast, how to get it on Spotify and how to, you know, use Transistor to like syndicate it, get the RSS feed, right? You have been doing that because you have your own podcast. You under you underestimate that lift for, let's say, a brand or a company. Yeah. When you reach out, you know, maybe let's say there's a brand or a company that you absolutely love and you do a an audit, you know, on their, let's say, social presence or their social, uh, you know, footprint. And, you know, you say, this is the same advice I give to social media creators, by the way, is like, hey, if that brand is not on TikTok or that brand doesn't have a robust YouTube channel or that brand doesn't have an owned podcast where they can tell stories, right? You you approach them and you say, hey, I love your brand. I've been using it for X, Y, Z, you know, years. I think there's a huge opportunity to s- tell the story of how you are changing lives, how you're helping customers through a podcast, through an audio experience. Uh, I can do that for you. Oh, by the way, here's my own podcast. Go take a look to get to help you understand that I know what I'm doing. Right. Do you see how the pitch is not? Oh, I'll talk about you in a, like a host read ad mid roll or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that can still be part of the pitch. That can still be part of it. But like, that's not what you're leading with because that's not going to move the needle for them. Right. And so my, one of my, one of my goals with this whole conversation around sponsorships is that a sponsorship is not just you talk about brand on your podcast or you talk about brand on your YouTube channel or whatever. It's, it's you are serving the brand to help them accomplish an internal objective. That is a sponsorship, in my opinion. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Uh, Here's another question for you. I know this this debate show sounds fantastic. I'm definitely going to check it out. We're going to link to it. I'm going to check it out. Uh, Thanks, man. By it. uh, Especially having fun and, you know, just disagreeing. I think we need more of anyways with each other um but like in a in a fun way in like a we still Mm -hmm. we'll go out for beers afterwards still kind of way um Mm -hmm. that's what i'm assuming your show is maybe they hate each other by the time we're done with them but no i mean (laughs) it hasn't happened yet i'm sure it's probably gonna happen at some point i don't know but yeah i I feel like i'm a very good uh person to kind of mediate these types of situations yeah but usually it's very it's you know it's friendly it's fun uh you know the, the interesting thing is that um it's playful because it's like a lot of the times like the creators can like very much see each other's perspectives on these topics, right? Yeah. Like Twitter versus Instagram, for example, or YouTube versus TikTok or, you know, short form versus long form video or like, you know, whatever. I, I'm recording one on, on Tuesday, which is um, CPM versus custom of, or like flat rate sponsorships for podcasts. That's that's an episode I'm recording. Okay. So, um, you know, like like oftentimes people can see each other's arguments and sometimes they also employ each other's tactics and stuff like that. But it's like the fun of it is like, let's just like pick sides and like, let's have a conversation to really help creators make decisions because that it's so uh, amorphous sometimes in creators heads where it's like, I just don't know what to do. There's all these factors and pros and cons and all this stuff too. But like, let's just take these to their extremes and make arguments for both sides and then uh, allow creators to really think this through before they pull the trigger. Yeah. Would you ever do like dark and serious topics or do you think you keep it fun? Well, the tagline, the tagline of the podcast is stupid arguments to help creators make smart decisions. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, the, the tagline, it kind of implies that, uh, stupid arguments is kind of more fun and lighthearted, I would say, but I'm not, I'm not shy to focus on, on serious issues either. Um, you know, it's not something I would I would shy away from. 
I would say. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We're only in season one. So get back to me on season seven. <laughs> People start hating on you. Like, okay, okay. Let's, <laughs> let's go back to discussing uh, JPEGs or GIFs. Is it GIF or GIF? <laughs> you had that one yet? I think that's necessary. Uh, I might, but I need to get it sponsored by the peanut butter. Uh, oh, that would you know, be I am, better, spon- I am a sponsorship coach. So <laughs> yeah, you can lead by example. Well, Make it real meta. <laughs> Here, here's sort of sort of a final question I'd love to throw at you, which is just we chat again, and hopefully before this too. But let's say we chat again, fifty episodes from now, like a weekly show worth in a year's time. What do you hope this your show is, and what it was it like, and what it what experiences do people have on it? Man, I've already started to get such interesting feedback from some of the episodes. Um, that I've already done. Cause at the very end of each episode, I make, I, I make creators make a final appeal. I say, you have one minute, make your final case basically. Um, and some of them have been super poignant and, and super like make, get, almost kind of give me goosebumps when people kind of are, are able to distill their advice into this very succinct format. Um, and some of the comments and, and, you know, uh, DMS and emails I've gotten, uh, even in the, it's, it's literally only been live a week, dude. Like it went live on what is no three day Monday went like both three episodes went live on Monday. Yeah. So, um, the feedback that I've already gotten has been outstanding. And like that to me is a win that is success to me. Like just feeling as though, uh, part of it is like, I feel very fortunate that like, I have a lot of other things going on. I have a lot of other revenue drivers, you know, my courses, my coaching, all that, my newsletter, all that stuff. And so I, I, I very much looked at the look at the podcast kind of as a skunk works. It's like a fun, creative project for me. I did get it sponsored out the gates, which was really satisfying from ConvertKit, you know, the email service provider, which was really That's fun. Cool. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I never, I, I am not, at least right now, I'm not looking at it as like, oh, I got to like recoup my investment or like make a bunch of money off of this. Like for me, it's much more about impact. It's about helping people. And that's always been my my ethos on anything that I do on the internet is like, I don't need every single person who listens to my content or watches my content to, to like become a customer. Like uh, that, that I, I, it's just fundamentally, that's not my belief. My belief is like the people that need my help will find me and pay me. <laughs> and, and like, I'm just not worried about uh, needing to monetize every, every second of every content kind of thing. And so uh, for me, yeah, like the, the, the eventuality would be, I, it's a, it's a big impact. Yeah. Maybe a, a small percentage turn out to, you know, find value in my, my paid stuff. That's awesome. But, uh, but you know, I, I'm not looking for <laughs> really much else than that. That's cool, man. I love that. Where can people go and connect? Where, what, where do they go to find the show? Where do they go to find you connect with you? Awesome, man. Uh, you know, just honestly, creatorwizard.com slash join my newsletter uh, is probably the best place. It's completely free. As I mentioned, I, I send it out multiple times a week. Um, and I, you know, plug all the podcast episodes in there too. But if you are interested in this topic around sponsorships, uh, you know, really go deep into, into that subject, uh, on there as well. And then I'm just pretty much at creator wizard, uh, everywhere on social media. And the podcast itself is called creator debates, which you can search and find it on YouTube or your favorite podcast player. Hell yeah. Awesome. Dude, thank you so much for coming on here. I feel like we had just like a, not only did I learn a bunch, but we had just a really good dialogue and I just enjoyed the hell out of it. So thank you. Totally, man. This is, I I love these types of conversations because I don't get to have them very often. As I alluded to at the beginning, it's like oftentimes got a little bit more surface level. And so I love talking about this stuff that's a little bit deeper. uh, And so I really enjoyed it as well. So thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. For those out there listening, and watching if you learned something and i freaking know you did because i literally have two pages of notes front and back 
then share this with someone else. Be a thought leader. It's one person, three people, 9,000 people. That's how we make the world go around, just getting good information out there. Check out these debates. I'll be there rooting them on to Justin. Thanks again, man. Thanks again, man. All right, guys. This has been a crazy, crazy fun episode of Creating the Greatest Show. We will catch you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short and we have way too much to talk about. Find show notes full of takeaways, lessons, and links at creatingthegreatestshow.com. For more information on launching your own podcast or working with us to produce your existing show, come on down to the big tent at ringmaster.com. Until then, friends, whatever you do, do it with all your might. Work at it, if necessary, early and late, in season and out of season, not leaving a stone unturned and never deferring for a single hour. That which can be done just as well now. P.T. Barnum.